Hello and welcome to Chasing the Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Holver, a digital nomad, world traveler, dreamer, and lover of life. Currently, I'm a social media marketer, a freelancer, and I'm totally obsessed with inspiring other women to dream bigger and live bolder. Each week, I'll be featuring women who have successfully created location-independent lifestyles that give them the freedom to live life on their own terms and how you can do the same. My goal is to show you that your dreams are possible and how much opportunity you have to not only create an income online, but also to make a real difference. So if you're ready to start living a life that excites you by learning from others who have already done it, then you're in the right place. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week of Chasing the Freedom. I am thrilled to have on my new social media friend, Lindsay Marchant, with me today. To give you guys a little bit of background about her, she is a brand designer, a Squarespace web designer, and also an aspiring workshop host. So she specifically focuses on small businesses worldwide, ranging from doulas to style coaches to cake makers and everything in between, which is really cool. It is her passion to help entrepreneurs see their passions unfold with a beautiful brand, a converting website, and a game plan that will set them up to make big moves in their chosen industry. She currently travels the world following her dreams and the baseball season. She, in her words, she says adventurous souls always seem to find one another and her partner actually plays baseball in all corners of the globe which is the reason that she travels so much with him. And it turns out that digital nomads fit perfectly into the excitement of baseball life. So I'm excited to hear more about that. So Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on. And I'm excited to tell everyone more about your business today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, that was a brief background about you and who you work with, what specifically you do, how you're traveling with your boyfriend and everything like that for his baseball. Um, but can you give us more of your story about who you are, where you started, maybe how your business started, inspiration for that, and kind of what your process has been like so far? Definitely. I started my business in May 2017, so I'm just a little past my one-year um, birthday. But I started it in Nagaoka, Japan, which is like the smallest town in northern Japan ever. Um, I actually got fired from what I thought was my dream gig in January 2017. It was a week before my 401k would have kicked in, which is like everyone knows the true sign of adulthood. Um, they could just tell that I was unhappy. It was the true millennial dream job with um, benefits. We had um, massages every Wednesday, haircuts every Friday, a chef, a personal trainer, just everything that millennials love. But I was unhappy because I was taking phone calls and answering emails for an e-commerce um, website selling baseball bets, surprisingly. I think that management could just tell that I was unhappy. So they let me go. I cried for like four hours, probably a good four hours. And then I realized that this was probably a blessing in disguise. Um, so I went and got lunch with a girlfriend, cried to my dad for a little while, and then kind of just made a game plan, um, a, a halfway game plan, I guess. Um, I had about three months until my partner was, um, heading to Japan for a baseball contract. 
And um, we had already been apart for about six months because he's Australian. So we were doing lots of long distance, like intense long distance. Um, so I took a temp job. I literally was like going through paperwork for a financial company um, for three months. It was a 90 day temp job and saving all the money that I possibly could, as well as selling everything that I owned. My lease was ending on May 6th. So I booked a flight to Japan on May 9th. Um, and I kind of, I started my business once I got there. I had done a little bit of work beforehand. Um, I made my first website for myself, which was awful. I actually landed my first client before I left with like a tentative start date for after I got to Japan. Um, and then kind of dove into it when I got to Japan. I had no distractions. I had no friends. <laughs> and I was in like a tiny studio apartment by myself. So there was nothing better to do than to just dive in head first. Um, so that was, that's where I started. And I, it's crazy that that was just like a year and a half ago. Wow. <laughs> How much has Dang. happened in a year and a half for me? Yeah. Jeez. So, okay. So you dove in and you started. So were you working your temp job while you were starting? Was your temp job like an online job or what was that? I was going to an office that was about a 45 minute drive away from where I lived um, okay. every day, normal, like eight to five sitting in a cubicle. It was worse though, because it's a temp job. So I didn't know <laughs> anybody around me and I had to learn from scratch. Um, I was literally like, filing digital scans of financial like p other people's 401ks and things okay. like that um so something that i had no experience in but obviously you don't need experience in it paid good money and it was temporary so i could just save what i what i whatever i could mm -hmm. um but i didn't really work on my business very much i kind of i mean i thought about it i made that kind of terrible website <laughs> I started looking into like Facebook groups and stuff for entrepreneurs but I have um I have ADHD pretty severe ADHD and I struggle especially with cubicle life because of that but more or less I struggle with focusing on things um so when I had life going on plus this move plus this temp job that was draining me it was really hard to come home in the evening and work on my business, especially when I didn't really know where I was going to start. Um, and I actually started my business by taking the courses offered by the bucket list bombshells mm. and knowing other people's experience just from their community. I knew that for me to be successful taking those courses and to truly absorb the information, I needed to only be doing that. So when I got to Japan, I set out two weeks and I scheduled it kind of like school. It was like from, you know, morning till 4 p.m. I'm doing this many modules. This is my schedule. And I got it done in two weeks. Wow. Um, but I knew that I couldn't do that while I was at home working the temp job. I had to wait until it was just 100% just that. Wow. That, that's really cool to me because it kind of shows the importance of not only time management but also just when you want to like crank out something and like you set it up in two weeks and you just really had a goal like I want to finish this like start to finish in two weeks and you just got it done but also sometimes we kind of need that I don't know I feel like some people do really well with multitasking but maybe like you like maybe you have ADHD or drained from your job during the day and you just knew that you needed to block out a time and get it done for yourself I 
I feel like a lot of people maybe can resonate with that. I, I think it's human nature mm-hmm. because we've been, we've been trained since we were children to have deadlines for homework or chores mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So it's human nature to get things done when you have a schedule and a deadline to do it. Um, the problem with self-paced courses is that like you can push it off like oh I don't want to do it today I'll do it tomorrow I'll right. do it next week right. and I know people that have purchased those courses specifically that work on them for a year and still don't launch their business um, I think that giving yourself a deadline like a hard set if I don't do this what am I going to do type deadline yeah, yeah. Um, it really motivates you to get it done um, and that's definitely how I work if I don't write things down and have a deadline for myself, then it's not going to get done. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. And I have to write things down just in general. I need to physically write things down on my paper planner. I don't use a digital planner, but I need to write things down on a paper planner. I find that I just don't do it because I'll put it off or I'll be like, I can do it tomorrow. I can do it this day, whatever. But it makes it worse because you don't really see results if you drag something out, especially with an online course, because that can be brutal if you just give yourself a really long time to do it. It just, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work for me. Like you said, it doesn't work for you. And I don't think it works really well for a lot of people if they just give themselves a huge amount of time. Um, So yeah, I think that that's a good lesson that of how you set yours up. That's a good way to do it. So how long was it from... The time you set it up, so you got to Japan, you set it up in two weeks. What was that process like after that of getting everything set up to starting to get your first client and building up to the business that you have now? So I nailed my first client before I did the courses. Um, oh, okay. Full small world of um, digital entrepreneurism. <laughs> um, she actually is from Canada but lives in Bali now. Mm-hmm. And Classic. To Bali, yeah. she met the two founders of the bucket list bombshells and now they are like best friends and i finally met her in florida when i met the bucket list bombshells cassie and shay yeah. at a meetup so i met my first client who's canadian the solopreneur sidekick her name's louise henry yes i know her. i met i met her in bali yeah the, the online course website that wows so yeah. um i actually started my business with the idea that i was going to be a virtual assistant okay. and she was in a facebook group meeting someone just really casually about like 10 hours a month um and i honestly i had no experience i don't remember if i even had my website at that point but i looked up her website did a little back-end research i guess and sent her just a really nice email, like being honest saying look i have no experience but I would love it if you gave me a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a Skype sesh and she decided to hire me, give me, give me my first opportunity. Wow. Um, so we officially started working together June 1st of 2017. And within that two week period um, that I was working on stuff, someone else from California actually found me on LinkedIn of all places. I hadn't done really anything except for put like my kind of fake business name as <laughs> in my on my profile and she found me she does um massage therapy in california owns her own business doing massage so she hired me as well so i actually sent out two invoices on june 1st of 2017 my first two clients at a total of 20 hours a month (laughs) so that was my official like i can do this Mm -hmm. i am making what it was probably like 
$350 that month total. <laughs> but I was like, if I can make $350, I can make $3,000. So yeah, that exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And I had, um, I think two other, one or two other girls that have been guests on the podcast have also taken the bucket list bombshells courses. Um, but if someone's not familiar with it, can you kind of give a play by play of what exactly an online course is, what it taught you how to do and like how specifically you make money, how you were able to set up your business from that to generate money? Um, I think that for me specifically, their courses helped me with confidence. Um, the internet is amazing. I could have gone out and found a lot of information that they provide in that course just by going on the internet but it would have taken a lot more time and I would have had less confidence in if it worked or not. Um, the, the benefit of their system is that it's proven that they have so many people that have taken the courses and started businesses that you know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of just narrow it down to the specific things that you need to know to get started. Mm -hmm. So I went into it wanting to be a virtual assistant and their courses introduced me to platforms that are used in everyday life for entrepreneurs, digital entrepreneurs that I never would have had experience with before because I wasn't a digital entrepreneur. I didn't know what ConvertKit was, but it's huge, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I had never made a Squarespace website, but so many people use Squarespace. There's just a bunch of things that you don't even know exist until you enter this world. So I think that their courses helped introduce those to me in a tangible way, where even if I didn't have access to a ConvertKit account, they had a video tutorial that showed me the back end of ConvertKit, explained why it was important. So that when Louise Henry hired me and she used ConvertKit, I could confidently log into her account and go in and do what she asked me to do when I had never been in ConvertKit before at all. Right. Um, <clears throat> So I took their tech and design skills course and really I kind of skipped around um, the um, and I didn't read the design skills course because I actually have a minor in fine arts in school. So um, I think that those, that course specifically is really good for people that don't really have very much design experience, but it kind of just gave me the templates and the, the guidelines to making my own brand instead of going through the boot camp, the, the portfolio boot camp that they provide. Um, so I used the tutorials that they gave to create my own brand. Um, and that's how I kind of started having my own brand, which I've changed now three times. <laughs> but Really? I'll do just like the design or the name or what? I officially filed for my LLC last October. Oh, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, I'm real. I'm real. Um, Legit. Yeah, so um, from May till October, I was virtual assistance by LJ, um, okay. and for those five months or so, I realized that I really enjoyed the web design and the branding a lot more than dealing with all the different platforms and the admin stuff that comes with being a virtual assistant. Um, I am really techie and can figure out those kinds of things, but it just didn't make me excited like branding did. Yeah. So when I rebranded in October and filed for my LLC, that's when I changed to LJ, LJ Media House um, so that I could focus on just design and Squarespace instead of the admin stuff. Okay. You realized through that that you enjoy a lot more of the design aspect and everything like that. Can you 
give a breakdown for someone who might not be familiar with the online field at all? Like what exactly does a brand designer and a Squarespace web designer mean? Can you give us a breakdown of like when a client comes to you, what exactly are they asking you to do and what exactly are you doing for them in their business? So um, I have two types of clients that usually come with me, come to me, either they know exactly what they want and they dive right in or they have no idea that they need a brand designer and they're just completely lost. <laughs> Both of them are great. Um, <laughs> so branding is your entire message. Um, it includes colors, typography, images, as well as even website copy, which a lot of people don't realize they need to invest in copy for their website as much mm. as they need to invest in a logo. Mm. Um, and I like to tell people that branding is not just a logo. Mm. Um, you can go on those crazy sites like Fiverr and 99designs and get a cheap logo for $50. Um, but chances are it's not going to grow with you and your brand. Mm -hmm. So there. <laughs> There's proof in that, that I started a brand, Virtual Assistance by LJ, just on a whim, and I grew out of it in less than five months, mm. because I didn't really think about it. I didn't know what I wanted to do or where my business was going to go. So when they come to me, there's a lot of discovery. We chat, we um, talk about their business, where they want their business to go, goals and ambitions, um, depending on if they're new or if they're rebranding, they've been around for a while. Um, so it's just a, a big discovery at the beginning. And then, um, I do concepts, concepts, mood boards, um, color palettes, typography, all of that stuff needs to kind of blend together, um, to create an awesome logo in the end, technically. But when they walk away from me, they get their main logo as well as alternate logos so they can use them on different platforms. Um, usually graphic elements that they can use on like PDFs if they do like workbooks or on their website. Um, <clears throat> it includes all the colors that they should be using throughout all of their social media, typography that they should be using on any of their PDFs or, or worksheets so that everything is cohesive. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, anyone that works with them is going to see even just those colors together and know that that's their brand. Mm, that's really cool. I like that. I feel like Sounds like you almost have a coaching aspect with it too. If you're kind of educating on someone who might not even understand why having a solid brand is so important for their business, or maybe that they just think, like you said, a brand is a logo when in reality it's so much more than that. I think that there is a lot of education that needs to be done um, mm -hmm. in the business world for branding. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, I guess it's not a problem. It's exciting that so many people have opportunities to start their own business. Mm. A lot of people stumble on their opportunities. It could just be a passion project or something they do on the side or just an idea they have when they're sitting in the bathtub with a glass of wine, but they don't have any business experience and they don't do the research and they just dive in. Um, so there, there does need to be a way to educate new entrepreneurs into the importance of all of these things so that they don't have to backtrack later in life. Mm -hmm. but I have not nailed down the perfect formula for teaching everybody about this as much mm -hmm. as I can, you know, comment in Facebook groups or write a, a really awesome blog post explaining it. Mm -hmm. I just can't reach enough people or I haven't figured out how to reach enough people to really right. spread the message. Right. I think you're doing your part though. If you're educating, 
I don't know, as many people as you can and educating your clients and everything, then that makes a difference because you would be helping someone who might otherwise not understand or I don't know. I think, yeah, just doing your part and as much as you can, I think that's the important thing. I kind of want to ask about, okay, so if someone is listening and if they want to do maybe something, something similar that you're doing, some type of service-based business or yeah, brand design, uh, virtual assistant, social media management, any type of service-based online business, but they don't know where to start or they don't know the initial first steps to take, they feel like they can't do it. What would you say to them? Maybe advice you have for them or where would you tell them to start? Um, <clears throat> there's a few steps. <laughs> <laughs> a few. Just a for few. one, I would say to really think about it. Um, this lifestyle is really, it seems really glamorous, but it's not made for everyone. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of different versions of this lifestyle. Like I travel full time. I end up in apartments with a mattress on the floor where some people go to Bali and live there. And some people just want to work from home, like mm -hmm. their actual home. Yeah. Um, but it can be really isolating. It can be really lonely. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that it's, it's for real what you want um, and that you can handle it as well as truly think about what you're doing, not just, oh, I'm going to be a web designer because I see so many people doing it and being successful. Um, obviously, I dove into the virtual assistant thing because it seemed like the best option for me at the time to really get something up and running. And I was able to, but I figured out in five months that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So when I think back, I feel like I wasted five months worth of time where I could have been building people's brands and websites and had an even bigger portfolio by now. But instead I was making convert kit newsletters and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, really think about what your passions are and what you would like to do every single day for people or for yourself. But um, the other step would be to write down every goal that you've ever achieved. Um, because so many people think that like someone else can do this, but I can't, like, mm -hmm. I can't achieve that dream. But if you really think about every goal that you've ever achieved, big and small, like, um, I made the student council when I was 16 or I ran a half marathon or I lost 20 pounds. If those were an, a goal at some point in your life and you achieved them, that's a big deal. And you did it. So if this really is a goal and a dream that you have, You've already achieved so many. Why can't you achieve this one? Well, I love that. I love how you focus on mindset first because I read that 85% of entrepreneurship is mindset and 15% is actions or something like that. And I feel like when people first get started, they get so easily discouraged because they either compare themselves with other people or they think that they're never going to be as big as someone else or they're never going to be successful or they don't have the right personality. But it's like, I always just, Something I, because I used to struggle with that a lot, and but I really learned, what I really learned is that there's a place for everyone, and different people are going to resonate with you that aren't going to resonate with anyone else, and vice versa, and also if someone else is doing it, then you can do it too. There's no reason why you can't do something. So I, yeah, and like you said, everyone, we've already achieved so many goals, so it's like there's really, like there's no reason why you can't do it too, so I struggle with comparison literally on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's, it's honestly Instagram's fault. It's totally mm -hmm. Instagram's fault. Um, and I have to like step back all the time and remind myself that I've literally never met someone that's living this 
exact baseball crazy lifestyle that I am, who's also branding and web design and has an Australian boyfriend, lives in two countries a year. There's no one that's living my exact lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I can't compare myself to somebody on Instagram that's also creating Squarespace websites and brands that's right. 10 steps ahead of me. Right. It's, it's not fair to me or my business, um, mm -hmm. but I actually have to make myself step back and remind myself probably daily. Yeah. But I think that's, Im that's important that you say that though, because it just shows that we're all human and we all deal with the same things. And like, we think that it's, just us looking at everyone else, but everyone else is doing the same thing too. Okay. Um, so it's kind of funny when you step back and think about it. And it, but on one hand, like on the other hand, it takes the pressure off because you realize that, okay, it's like, I can take some of the pressure off myself because I know that I don't have to be perfect and I don't have to be a certain person to be able to do the things that I want to do. So, um, but yeah, I think it's important to keep that in perspective for sure. Okay. So I guess kind of along those lines, so you travel with your boyfriend and you live in two continents a year. You do the baseball lifestyle with everything, with your business. What exactly does freedom mean to you? Freedom has changed for me so much in the last five, three, even like the last year. Mm -hmm. um, when I graduated in 2013, I thought that I wanted to like, go to a corporate job every day. I had dreams of like walking in in a power suit and being some like VP of marketing for a company. But when I graduated, I moved to the Virgin Islands. Where no way. <laughs> really? That's I literally moved like three days after graduation and was planned to be there for like a year and just get a job there, but kind of just take a step back and relax. I, um, all four years of college, I was working like two jobs doing everything. I was in a sorority. I worked all the time. And my mom kind of just said, you deserve to take just a couple months to just kind of lay low and figure stuff out. Like you've been go, go, go. You don't have to dive into a job right away. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that she did that. Um, but in those, those first six months in the Virgin Islands, I decided that I wanted to get my master's in sports management. So I thought I was going to go into marketing, but I loved my job in college for the college football team. So I decided to get my master's in sports management, which was an online program. So I moved back to Missouri to start that. And throughout that master's is when I started traveling. So freedom changed from being financially freedom to working in a corporate job to being able to travel whenever I wanted, wherever I wanted. So I became an au pair and moved to Switzerland. Um, <laughs> that's like the golden way to like travel around Europe and get paid at the same time, basically. Um, so that was that goal. And then I did my internship um, for my master's in Australia. So that was all while I was studying. And then from there, I got a, a, an office job with the Kansas City Royals. I thought I was living my dream, and it was just awful. On top of that, I had met my boyfriend. He's Australian, so we were super long distance. And I was 25 just kind of at the age where you want a partner in life. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with like being lovesick and being like, I, I want to make a decision that makes me happy and lets me be with my partner. Um, so that's kind of when freedom changed to the idea that I could go where he is, whatever that may mean, um, have the freedom to say yes to opportunities whenever I want. I don't have to decide 
to take PTO that I might need later because I might get sick or something. I don't have to ask a boss if in 12 hours I can move to Philadelphia because <laughs> that's where my boyfriend's going. Um, so it's, it's literally changed so much in the last five years. And it's just crazy to me, like all the things that I've done and how much my goals and ambitions have changed in that, like, it seems like such short of time, but it also seems like I graduated so long ago. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I, I really like that you showed all the different meanings that the word freedom has meant to you, because that's something that I realized when I was living overseas is how quickly the things that I wanted changed, I think. And mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to change that fast, but it's crazy that you think you want something so bad and then you get there and you're like, no, like what's true for me six months ago isn't, it's just not true for me anymore. And so your definition changes and your lifestyle changes. And it's just crazy because I feel like the only thing constant is things that are changing. So it's really cool that you kind of showed all the different things that you went through. Because I didn't realize that you, I mean, how would I? But I didn't realize that you went through all of that. So when I was going through all of those steps, mm -hmm. I felt so um, like behind from my mm -hmm. peers because most people graduated and immediately got whatever that entry level job was. But instead, I said, you know, well, I'm getting my master's, so I'm studying. So it's fine that I don't have that job because I'm, I'm going to school full time. But then on top of that, I was moving to Switzerland and Australia and doing all these things when my friends have been working at their job for three years at that point. Um, and then when I officially graduated, I did get a job that I thought would be the dream. It was with Major League Baseball. That was the goal. Um, but it was a seasonal job. So I actually only had about 10 months of employment, um, but I had to commit to a, a year-long apartment lease. I had a car, just all of those things when I knew in 10 months I wouldn't have a job again. So um, it's just, it's crazy to think that I used to judge myself for not being in the same stage of life as other people. Um, and now I'm 27 years old, which I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, digital entrepreneurs seem to start at like 20. <laughs> Being 27 and being proud of like creating what I've created and being proud of where I am, um, I struggle with it a lot. I am very, very proud. But when you have like family members or peers or whoever that are doing different things that, I mean, I have family members that still comment and say like, well, what about your retirement? What about your 401k? Why don't you just get a corporate job like everyone else? Um, so sometimes I wonder if, other people are as proud as I am um but it's just it's really exciting to see what I've created for myself and how happy I can be in my life regardless of what everyone else seems to think because everyone else always has opinion right <laughs> so true mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a struggle yeah so since you brought that up what would you say to someone who feels like all they're getting is negative uh, feedback or negative backlash for what they're doing or for pursuing their dreams. What would you say to them from what you've gone through yourself? Um, it's really hard. I can say it's really hard, but you literally just have to smile and tell them like you value their opinion, but look at what I created, like spend something positive about it. Um, Tell them something that they don't know about your business. A lot of times the opinions that you get is out of concern, um, especially if it's from loved ones. 
So it could just be that they don't truly understand what you do and they're concerned that you're not going to be able to make a living. Um, that's probably why the retirement 401k type thing always pops up. Um, because obviously in your first few stages of your career as an entrepreneur, you probably aren't adding money to a retirement fund like a corporate employer would be doing for you. Um, so yeah, just try to continue to educate them on what it is you do so that they can better understand. Um, last year I had the opportunity to go home for 45 days and I chose to live with my grandparents instead of hanging out at my dad's house. Um, and I did that because I kept getting comments from my grandparents and I could tell that they didn't truly understand what I did. So I thought by waking up every day at their house and working at their kitchen table to build my business, they could see firsthand that what I do truly is work. And I'm busy all the time and I love what I'm doing. And it really helped. Now I get comments about how proud they are of me um, mm. instead of the, the concerned kind of doubt that I used to get. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That makes me really happy to hear, but that's really smart that you did that too. Wow. Yeah, that was great. Thank you for that. And I feel like a lot of people will, I hope that helps a lot of people because I feel like a, when you're working online and especially from parents or grandparents or anything like that, they just think that you're not working maybe, or your work is a joke or blah, blah, blah. So I think a lot of people who yeah work online will be able to resonate with that. So I hope that it helps someone else. Um, yeah. Okay. So last couple questions here. If there was one thing that you wish people our age, or maybe they're in their early 20s, mid 20s, if there was one thing that you wish people would just get, what would it be? Um, your 20s are not like the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like I said, so many people are starting when they're like 20 and I'm 27. And I finally feel like I found what I love, but I don't even feel like I'm nearly as far as I want to be in this business. And I think about the fact that I'm going to be 30 in two years. Um, I'll be 28 in two months. And it just blows my mind that I'm about to be 30. When I just graduated, it seems like yesterday. Um, so your 20s, you should enjoy them. I mean, even if that means that you're going to choose a corporate job with all of the stability that comes with that, just enjoy your 20s. Um, if I had stressed out, as much as I probably should have stressed <laughs> throughout my 20s instead of traveling and enjoying myself, I would have been, I know that I would be so unhappy right now. Um, you're still so young when you're in your 20s. I still feel so young. My face is still so young. I still get carded all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You do look young though. I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that you were 27. Oh, I meet people all the time and I'll know them for weeks and weeks. And then somehow my age comes up and they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I know. And it's, it's crazy. Like that I'll be 30 sooner than I was 20, obviously, even sooner than I was 25. And I feel like I'm just getting started and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, because I 100% enjoyed my 20s. I did so much in my 20s and I'm still going to do so much in the next two years. Um, so yeah, just enjoy it. Don't uh, so seriously. Yeah, no, I love that. It's such a good reminder because I feel like everyone always feels behind. 
but you're never behind. Like, yeah, I think you're exactly where you need to be. I don't know. I, I completely agree with everything that you said. I don't think there's a timeline for anything to just enjoy where you're at, but work towards what you want. I think that's, that's perfect. So this has been so good. Um, okay. If someone is wanting to get a hold of you after they listen to this and learn more from you, maybe ask you questions, learn more about your services or anything like that, what would be the best way that they can contact you? Um, if you are interested in services or um, connecting more on like a business level, then my website is 100% the way. Um, it's ljmediahouse.com. Um, but if you're an entrepreneur or just you just liked what I had to say, you just want to connect, then I'm all about Instagram. I try not to take Instagram too seriously. Um, I used to get really caught up on the algorithm and actually growing it, but now I just use it as a way to connect with other entrepreneurs. I've 100% built like a community out of that. I've met like my business bestie, my go-to copywriter from Instagram. So please go to Instagram, follow me, even like send me a DM saying that you found me on the podcast. Um, I would love to connect with everyone. So that's um, LJ Media House as well. Awesome. And I'll put that all in the notes too if you guys want to, if you just need to see it or something, I'll have that in the notes. So thank you, Lindsay, so much for coming on. I feel like everything you said about mindset and starting out and just sharing more of your story is going to be really valuable for a lot of people to hear. So I'm so glad that you opened up and told us all about your journey. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Happy to share. I will talk to you probably on Instagram. That's probably where I'll talk to you. I feel like we've DM'd or maybe on Facebook. We messaged a lot on Facebook, but talk I'm sure on all of them. <laughs> talk to you on all the platforms. Yeah. All right. I'm sure we'll talk soon. So <laughs> I'll be in touch. All right. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Thanks for coming on. Okay, and that's all I got for this week. So I haven't said this in a while. So if you guys like this show and you like the fact that I publish it every single week, which you should, um, and you haven't left me a five-star rating, or a review yet it would honestly mean the world to me it would make my day so if you want to make my day please go ahead and do that I read every single one of them there's 31 right now and I have 46 ratings not that I'm counting or anything um (laughs) it just makes me happy okay so thanks as always for tuning in and I will talk to you soon